Hey, before we start the show, we had a little quick announcement. My mom, Julie Richards, is starting her own private practice. Yay! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) We just wanted to let our listeners know all across Columbus that mom is starting her own private practice you can check that out at jhrcounseling.com and i'm excited because november is a new month and a new season it's a good time to think about how you're healing and growing and the things that have great meaning for you i love working with developmental and relational trauma Um, I have some specialties in EMDR, in trust-based relational intervention, which is TBRI, and Pia Melody's model of developmental and relational trauma. So I'm excited to get started in this new business. And adoption stuff. And there's all sorts of things. Yeah, if you actually go to her website, you can see a whole list of things that she covers. So feel free to reach out at jhrcounseling.com. Oh, it was crazy. We were actually talking with this guy, um, Charles Roberts. And I keep wanting to say Charles Xavier, and I'm not sure why. Is that from X-Men? So, um, oh, he was like, you might feel some stress in like your neck and your back and how you're holding yourself. I'm just like feeling all this stress as (laughs) as he's just talking about all this drama. I'm like cracking my neck just by talking to this guy because it's crazy okay hi everyone welcome to community roots a place where we gather in community to talk about mental health so we can travel the journey of life together i'm samuel richards i'm lisa gilchrist and we are off the beaten path today with Brittany Orr. welcome thank you so much um so we just want to take some time get to know you share your story a little bit why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're going okay So when I was a young girl, I had a calling on my life to in uh, for mental health. I would always have dreams that I would be like some type of counselor, therapist. Um, And I didn't start actually walking into that journey until about three and a half years ago when I went through uh, my divorce. And like, Lord, what? you're going to make me go back to school for like social work or like counseling and things like that. And I didn't really understand why he wanted me to do that because I thought, you know, crazy life for kids. How am I going to do all this? You know, that just looked kind of crazy. I started a college that following semester Um, and it was crazy. I mean, I I didn't really know how I was going to do it every day. And it was a struggle, you know, because I was, in and out of court, you know, with my ex and just, you know, the kids and they had their own schedules and things like that. But it, it was, it was interesting, you know, years go by and, you know, I've just constantly met amazing, amazing people. Um, you know, even from, you know, being in college, you know, to my psychology professor, you know, it was like every Every time I encountered myself with someone, it was someone that connected me to my next destination. I mean, 
my psychology professor became my mentor, whose best friend ended up being the administrative uh, on an administrative team at a counseling office that I end up working at. It sounds like a lot of winding journey experiences, um, different people to connect with, looking to the community in a time where you really needed to be searching. So that's a lot going on. Yeah, so where are you now? So um, right now I'm just focusing on school. Um, just I will graduate next year in the fall. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I just graduate. I graduate in the fall. Just constantly just like finding that uh, where my place in is in this world and just um, how I can help. Like a, a big school journey, a big family journey, you know, having four kids um, in the midst of all that and that mental health journey and where that has taken you and how you've been able to invest and go to school for that and bring back some of those dreams um, and, and keep them alive. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Well, I was curious, like, you definitely seem like a strong woman. Is that coming from your parents? Is that something that you found growing up, like learning through other means? Um, where did you find that? Where did you learn that? Um, I would say my mother, um, she was a single mother, um, definitely my grandmother, um, looking up to her. She's also a very strong, um, woman and just constantly just, I mean, like I said, the core of our whole family, I mean, we grew up in church. So I think that has a lot to do with most of how we got through a lot of the, the journeys that we've been through is just constantly just praying falling on your face fasting opening your body up to just hearing from God and just you know letting him get you through pretty much anything so being able to surrender Mm -hmm. to yourself and say you know whatever whatever it is that you have that's that's what I want yes and just asking him you know I mean I would pray prayers like you know, just take everything away from me that is not like you and just only I want to have eyes for only you. I want to walk the path that you want me to walk, Lord, and just constantly praying that, you know, has got me to where I am today. This definitely has boldness in those words. Mm-hmm. And kind of digging deep and just looking back into yourself and say, what have I done? How have I been able to be a part of this? And how is my mental health even coming back to that idea of, yeah, I just, I want to be able to invest in others. I want to, you know, go towards that in my career. But just with without all of that, just kind of acknowledging how you've seen yourself Mm. thrive in that part as well. So um, the mental health part of it is that, you know, there were times when I would not know, like, I don't know. Hmm. I think, like, it's crazy because people always look to me Hmm. like I'm just this strong person. And I don't know really how, like, it's so weird because if I was looking at my own self, Mm. I don't, I wouldn't, I would say, I don't know how you're doing it. 
you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be times when I would have like panic attacks, anxiety, you know, depression, su- suicide ideations. I mean, constantly I wanted to give it all up. I I would um I didn't know what to do. I wasn't seeking a counselor, so it was like a lot of like spiritual warf- warfare mm-hmm. <laughs> between, you know, like God and like the devil. Like, I don't know. Like, you know how like you see movies, they have like the devil on one side and they mm-hmm. got the angel on the other. It was really like that a lot of the times. And just, you know, I didn't recently start seeking a counselor until like recently and just You know, it was a lot of, like, burnout and being overwhelmed. I mean, Mm -hmm. everything that I was doing, it wasn't a bad thing. Me going to school, working two jobs, taking care of these four kids by myself, back and forth in court, you know. A lot of that was overwhelmed. I was very overwhelmed, which gave me anxiety, which turned into depression, which Mm -hmm. turned into, I don't even want this anymore. I want to end it all, you know. I mean, nights where I would stay up and just... I would want to leave, you know. Too much. It was, it got a lot. And I mean, it was a lot. And being able to recognize those moments, but then say, here I am now. Mm. Like, I can be here now. Right. Even what is that like to just really be on that other side? Yeah, I mean, definitely... Definitely when they say self-care is the best care, you know, I'm definitely practicing that a lot. Um, Writing. I love to write. Um, Mm. I love to just be outside. I love to enjoy family time and just honestly being in the moment. Um, And it's so vague, people saying being in the moment. I mean, sometimes I have to just put my phone on Do Not Disturb or, you know, and really just embrace that moment with the kids, you know, and so, and seeking therapy. <laughs> I mean, people think that counseling is, you know, bad. I want to be in, I want to be a counselor, so I want to seek counsel. You know, they always say the best counselors always seek counsel. So I love my therapist. We yes. work on a lot of things, and I have a lot of strategies that help me whenever I'm feeling anxious or depressed or if I go to that really dark place again. I know what to do to get me back to that the present. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. Could you tell us just about anxiety? Like, how do you recognize you're getting anxious and what are one of the ways you've coped with it? Um, I wanted to say I feel similarly in some of your experiences with going to school, having two jobs, and I just worked myself out. And so I've learned my signs for depression and stuff so I was curious about your journey um with anxiety just constantly worrying making sure that what I'm doing is actually gonna pan out the way you know either God sees it or I see it you know um I mean just severely worrying about everything I worry if I'm a good mom I wouldn't worry if Mm. you know if what I'm doing is gonna if I'm going to be able to be an impact to another single mom and, you know, that was in my shoes or, you know, which makes me constantly think about it over and over. Every little thing I do, I'm constantly worrying, which makes my heart race, makes my palms sweat, makes me get a headache. I I get really bad stomach aches. Um, 
and when I'm anxious and then I don't want to eat, which makes me depressed. I mean, it's just like a vicious cycle. Right. Like, yes. I mean, it's like really a vicious exactly. cycle. You know, you just, it's just like, it, sound, it sounds so bad even talking about it, you know, it's just like, oh, I don't want to be there, you know, right. but it is real. We yeah. all get there. So, and I, I feel like we all should talk about it. It is yeah. not bad to talk about it, you know, and it's just, we should talk about it more to help each other. I feel like once someone's story can help the other story and if we all come together and are there for each other I mean that's what makes this world a better place you know so what strategies do you do to get out of your anxious moments and feeling your sweaty palms and your stomach ache listening to um, Christian music closing my eyes my counselor says do some deep breathing Uh, Close my eyes and imagine my happy place. And my happy place is Florida, being Mm. on the beach, Mm -hmm. putting my feet in the sand. (laughs) Can you feel the sand? Yes. (laughs) Like you, when you do that, when you practice that, it's almost like you actually feel the wind of the beach. And that is what gets me going. That's what gets me back to, oh, okay. I don't feel so anxious anymore. I think... Um, this idea of like the anxiety and the depression again I this might be another reference and I don't know if I've talked about it before but I think of the toy Stretch Armstrong or like he just oh, you're laughing at me <laughs> that's okay that's a dollar in that's the okay. reference <laughs> I liked the toy but he had arms that could like be pulled really far and I think I of anxiety exactly pulling out yeah this way pulling us way into the future and you know the depression hand like yanking it back and we're balancing this idea between you know knowing you have access to being present in the moment when you're with your family and um your kids and looking out for their needs it's really hard to be over analytical about every Mm -hmm. little thing so when you have those moments being out in nature you know going for walks putting on some music you get to be in that moment. Putting yourself in the beach brings you back to the moment where the anxiety, the physical symptoms that show up in your body that are there, you know, to kind of alarm you, to be an alert, to like something doesn't feel right here. And so being able to recognize, I think, even that pattern, that vicious cycle that you're talking about, put a pause on it, put a stopper on it, and kind of reevaluate where you are and say, where, where is this? Is this actually really big or am I making it really small or is this the right size? We call that maximizing and minimizing behaviors to help cope, but not always the best strategy. I liked what you said about how we should just talk about it because I think that everyone who is, well, most people who are alive today, know what anxiety feels like because we have so many deadlines with too much work to do and that anxiety builds up. So I think it's important that we have these conversations with people. And I really appreciate you explaining your experience and being vulnerable because that's one of the ways that we can all learn and grow Mm -hmm. by sharing just what we're feeling and what we're thinking and there's a trend not to do that and to pretend like we're perfect or that we just have it all together. But it's really important to talk about things 
everything isn't always happy <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. and everybody isn't perfect and we're just humans so it's okay and let's reach out and talk to each other whenever it's hard instead of pretending like we've got it together we are real people and we have real needs. I think, too, when we talk about openness, we're, we, I think about creating space you know, for those emotions or for that anxiety or for that experience of depression and saying I, there needs to be some space, too. I mean, we talk about our emotions and how to feel them and you know, how, sometimes how they feel like they could take up this whole room or they could you know, feel really small. So the idea of being open and allowing space for your emotions uh, to connect with your emotions as well and have space for them and be honored uh, for your journey and for how you've, how you've come through it. This reminds me of our episode with Sarah Wakefield. She talked about whenever she was feeling like she needed support, she just reached out and just started trusting people and creating those spaces of just, can we just talk and be real with each other instead of not real (laughs) or fake or just on the surface or I don't want to talk about the weather (laughs) I've had a crap day and I want to talk about (laughs) it yeah yeah and even um finding safety finding people who are safe and finding Mm -hmm. people who you know sometimes we walk through life we feel very misunderstood and so when you run into those people you kind of realize okay but I need I want to find someone who's going to be able to take the time to understand me and that when they understand and I feel understood that then we can go somewhere and we can we can talk about it because there's an understanding of where we've been or there's that empathy piece of whoa that's a hard place to be so your book is coming in 2020 um (laughs) what is it about my book is about a little girl which I wrote the book about my daughter my youngest daughter who's four when we were going through that I mean she didn't understand I mean, she was so young, you know, I mean, back and forth to mommy's house, to daddy's house. I mean, her brain was so jumbled and she constantly Mm -hmm. asked, you know, is it mommy's turn or is it daddy's turn? Is mommy's turn or daddy's turn? And it was so confusing to her that I wrote this book based off of this little girl that other kids, I I wrote it in her eyes um, for other little kids that have to go through, you know, mommy's turn or daddy's turn or mommy's turn or daddy's turn. Um... That way, other kids that are going through the divorce right now or families that are going through what I went through, you know, um, it's a it's a it's a read. And I wrote it from the heart. And like I said, God Mm -hmm. gave me the words to write on this in this book. So it's definitely to minister to families that are going through what I went through at a hard time, because when we were going through it, there were no books Mm -hmm. that were that could relate to my story that could relate to my kids you know I went to I would go to the library I see nothing like that so I wrote this book so that people can have access to read something so heartfelt that if their children are constantly asking is it mommy's turn yet is it daddy's turn yet because just as hard as it is for parents it is so hard for those little babies and their little brains to wrap around the craziness of what their parents are going through. So that's exactly why I wrote my book. And I and God gave me the dream. God gave it to me. I literally wrote it in a dream and just woke up one day and wrote it all on paper. And it should be out next year sometime, 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fingers crossed. 
June. It's a big undertaking. Yeah. So right now I'm working with Halo Publishing. Um, my illustrator, his name is uh, Chad Thompson. He's uh, he used to work for um, Walt Disney, so he did all my pictures. <laughs> cool. So I'm very excited because my pictures, I feel like, are really beautiful. Um, really st- tells my story. Um, but yeah, it's just about a little girl. Like I said, I wrote it about my daughter. So just because she was so confused in the beginning of, <laughs> I mean, she still acts to this day. You know, if I pick her up when it's daddy's turn, she's like, wait, I thought it was, it is so confusing, but <laughs> sometimes we make it work. So, but that's how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, divorce is, you know, it just, we have to make it work. We have to go through the, you know, and to have a great relationship or at least try to build that relationship with your ex, it's so important so that, we're, you know, sometimes my ex will call me and say, I'm running late. I really need you to get them. And I will go and get them for him, you know, and vice versa. He does the same for me, you know, but it took us so long. Communication. Communication is definitely key. Yeah, my partner is an attorney, and she said if you're going through divorce, get along with the ex because yes. otherwise it's going to get really difficult. Yes, so important. So that's a lawyer guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, I imagine maybe bringing some clarity for yourself and being able to write that book, and um, I imagine the emotional intensity of connecting with that and you know seeing it through uh, your little girl's eyes. Yes. Um, and just being, uh, taking that outlet or opportunity to say, this is, this is my voice and this is an opportunity to connect with other young children and families who, who experience that broken, brokenness as well. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about your divorce and go into what that struggle is like. I know that's very commonplace today. And so I think that there are a lot of people who would connect to that. So right now, my ex-husband and I, uh, we are at a really happy place right now, um, getting along. Um, We have 50-50. Our schedule is kind of confusing to others, but it works for us. Um, So like um, going through divorce, it was really rough in the beginning. in the beginning, uh, my ex and I, we didn't talk for several months. So in that several months, you know, me working and going to school and taking care of the kids, I was by myself, um, you know, and then back and forth to court. So that was kind of, you know, a lot. Um, you know, it took, you know, several months before we could even communicate with each other. And... um it was rough because doing that by myself and going through everything that I was going through. So that was hard in itself. And um, like I said before, you know, a lot of having a support group and having friends to lean on when you're going through something as hard as I went through. Um, it, it's it's rough. I mean, divorce is it's hard and everywhere you go, you feel like everyone's staring at you. You know, I always thought, you know, oh my God, they're talking about me. Oh my God, they know I'm divorced. Oh my God, they know I'm single mom now. Oh my God. Oh my God. So it created a lot of, you know, worrying, which brung on a lot of the anxiety. Um, like I said, that I talked about before, um, even though my ex and I are at a happy place now where we can, 
talk on the phone, go to parent-teacher conferences together. It took a long time for us to get to where we are. And I know I've talked to families, and they always come to me. Even the school, you know, the school will say every time they see both of us, oh, my God, you know, it's so crazy how you two are both in the parking lot. You know, we can't – We don't, other parents don't have that, you know. And But it took it took a lot of prayer and fasting and working hard at it. I mean, just like trying to keep them, keep a marriage or get a divorce or try to do anything. You have to work at it. And I think we worked – we worked we worked really hard now at our relationship than we really did when we were married <laughs> honestly you know so i won't sit here and try to paint that picture but but now we are at a a happy place where we get along and and it is beautiful for everyone and it's showing our kids stability and it's showing our kids that you know both of their parents still love them and that they can even though their parents are not still together their parents still love them and care about mm-hmm. them very deeply, um, which gets me to where my where, what made me write my book. If this applies to you, if you have a, um, any thoughts about this, anything that you want to hear, email us at communityroots.pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram at communityroots.pod. Rate us on iTunes. iTunes is how we get spread to people all throughout the internet. So if you enjoy this and you want to share this or you've just had a good experience um, hearing what we have to say, you are our best resource. So every episode we like to end with some thank yous um, and what we're grateful for. So um, I wanted to thank uh, my mom, who's been sitting here the whole time. The whole time. (laughs) And uh, it's her birthday tomorrow, which will actually have been a couple days ago by the time, or no, a couple weeks ago. Oh, man. Jeez. Well, happy belated birthday, mom. (laughs) (laughs) This will get to you a little while. Um, And then I wanted to uh, thank my wonderful partner Connie I am thankful for the ability to have friendships and build relationships and like finding surprises in people that maybe you didn't expect I want to thank Julie for inviting me to be on this show to share my story with others and I want to thank my friends and family for always being there and being my rocks we're just really grateful that you're here with us today and are willing to um, share that that piece of your story. Sweet. Well, we will catch you next week on the regular Community Roots. It will be featuring Adrian Johnson, so definitely check it out, and we'll see you then.